Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. Cheetah Digital is the relationship marketing platform to build thriving customer relationships from acquisition through to loyalty. With one platform, deliver personalized experiences, cross-channel messaging, and loyalty programs that add value to every customer relationship across the entire life cycle. Head to cheetahdigital.com to reimagine your relationship marketing strategies and learn how brands such as Starbucks and American Airlines are working with Cheetah Digital to forge long-lasting, profitable relationships with their customers. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Let's Talk Loyalty, featuring another great story in the telecommunications industry, which many of you will know is very close to my heart, as it's that industry that I first began working in loyalty. The program we're featuring today is a homegrown success story operating here in the UAE. And it's the phone network that I am a customer of myself. Etisalat is in fact the most valuable brand across all consumer categories in the Middle East and Africa. And the company is the UAE and Middle East's leading telecommunications operator with a market valuation of over 41 billion US dollars. As you will hear in the discussion today, Etisalat is on a path of constant evolution and innovation including a corporate rebrand and a long history of developing propositions focused on driving customer loyalty. My guest is Antonio Ricciardi, Senior Vice President of Consumer Intelligence and Engagement at the company, now known as E&D. And he joins me to share the story of their Smiles program and its role in the strategy of the newly named company, as it repositions itself as both a techco as well as a telco. So, Antonio, welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty. Morning, Paula. How are you doing today, Antonio? I'm doing okay. Thank you. How are you? I'm extremely well. It's always a privilege, particularly to be uh, having a conversation about loyalty in the UAE, uh, the country that we both live in and love. So super exciting time for me to be talking to you. Before we get into your company um, under its two uh, names, its previous name, of course, Etta Salat and the wonderful new brand of e and Of course, we always start Let's Talk Loyalty talking about our favorite loyalty programs. And you, as an industry professional, I know you've studied this extensively. So let's start with asking you exactly, Antonio, what is your favorite loyalty program? Yeah, sure. I was expecting this question, actually. And as a consumer, I love uh, Amazon Prime. I find it, uh, you know, very simple to understand, uh, great benefits, uh, reasonably priced, and I never think about uh, unsubscribing. So it does the magic to me. That's actually a very good point. You know, 
I think with the particularly anything that's done on a subscription basis, there's always this risk of churn. It's the single biggest challenge, I think, with the business model and with almost everything, whether it's my gym subscription or a newspaper subscription. Um, and sometimes, dare I even say it in the telecoms industry that we both uh, know and love so well, there's always a retention challenge. But Amazon Prime just doesn't seem to have that problem. Absolutely, absolutely. And then I think uh, we all uh, have read the statistics at the end in terms of repeat customers and spend per customers. You know, Prime really, uh, you know, uh, delivers very well to them. And I think nowadays subscription model is a very popular model also in, uh, yeah. in loyalty. Yeah. And we have a lot of Prime uh, or premium, premium models. And uh, for me, what really worked very well for them is they made it simple. So while they're still adding great benefits, uh, yeah. As a customer, you don't get tangled in too many, you know, business rules or complexity, and that's you appreciate the benefits and you keep, uh, yeah, riding on those. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. I mean, purely on the delivery proposition, my prime subscription price more than pays for itself. So I never think twice when I need, you know, even one item, I will instantly order it. It will be delivered. And I feel very reassured that obviously it's covered under my prime subscription. And then, as you said, they keep adding extra benefits. There's the whole, you know, Amazon Prime content channel. So that's actually one I need to spend more time with. So, yeah. A great example and absolutely a global uh, brand that I suppose we can all celebrate and learn from. And who knows in the future, maybe we'll be talking more about uh, paid loyalty programs. I think it is absolutely one that we both admire. So let's get into um, the work that you're doing. Um, as you know, our audience is Global Antonio, so they may not be familiar with either uh, the previous brand of Etisalat or the rebranded business of EAND. So can we start with you just telling us a bit about the company that you work for? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, here in the UAE and uh, in the Middle East and Africa, Etisalat is uh, known as a brand and it's always been a synonymous of telecommunication and connectivity. When um, 2020 came with all the complications that we are all aware of, the top management uh, went on um, a project or, or a journey of transformation just to make the company more resilient, uh, mm. uh, better performing. And while doing so, we realized that we actually had the capabilities and ambitions which were much bigger than that. Mm. And hence, uh, our new brand, which is EAND, symbolizes exactly that, you know, we are the transition from being uh, a traditional telecom uh, organization yeah. into a, a, a technology and investment group, mm -hmm. and uh, which is primarily focusing and delivering uh, seamless and uh, digitally first experiences to our consumers. So that's what uh, uh, the direction we are, we are, we are uh, aiming for, and mm. that's... Uh, and I think the new brand symbolizes that very well because it's, uh, it keeps it open and it actually explains very well or, or yeah. shows very well that there is something beyond what we have been traditionally known for in the region we operate uh, within. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a big promise, Antonio. And certainly I would say probably the reason that I live in the UAE is exactly one of the words you mentioned, which is ambition. So for me, absolutely, the UAE has extraordinary ambition and uh, pride and belief in itself as a country. So I can feel that coming through in this rebrand for E&. So, you know, definitely want to start by wishing you every success with that uh, project. 
perfect. I know what Thank it's you. like. Yeah, it, it's a big one, actually. Big decision and does come from a place of wanting to do more. So uh, very exciting times. So from a loyalty perspective, then, Antonio, I know you've been with the business now. I think it's uh, is it almost 10 years you've been there? Yeah, almost 10 years. Yes. Okay, so maybe tell us about your your journey with them, you know, driving customer loyalty under its various guises, because I know it's evolved a lot, um, most uh, popularly, I guess, with the, the current Smiles program. So we'll definitely be excited to hear all about Smiles. But maybe would you take us on the journey of um, the evolution of loyalty within the business? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what... Uh... I'm mostly busy with and passionate about in is a lot is uh, analytics in general and uh, analytics that can be leveraged to drive engagement, which, you know, at the end brings uh, all sort of uh, positive impact on the business. And uh, within that engagement uh, sphere, we had a number of uh, practices and framework already in place. And uh, one of them, you know, was um, a loyalty program, which I think was introduced back in 2004. Seven when competition was introduced here in the, our own market in the UE, which was called uh, mm. More, the More program. It was a, 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 a program pr- primarily focusing on, uh, on uh, uh, let's say, the wall garden kind of uh, benefits. So primarily, you know, revolving okay. around the telecom, uh, telecom benefits. Mm-hmm. Because of the size of uh, uh, the company here in the UE, it was extremely popular. So a lot of people, you know, were, uh, we had, you know, high enrollment. Uh, mm-hmm. And... Um, and that, uh, you know, served uh, the purpose well uh, for, for, for a good number of years. However, a few years after, maybe more around 2014 or 2015, obviously there was a lot of evolution in the, in the, in the loyalty space and our consumers were also coming up with, um, bringing up some pain points in the experience. So, for example, they were highlighting uh, lack of instant gratification. They wanted to be... Um, exposed to a larger number of rewards. So what we did at that point in time, we 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 changed our name into Tisalat Rewards mm-hmm. and uh, we made it much more digital. So we mm-hmm. and so we we unlocked instant gratification and we opened up uh, avenues for earning and redeeming, primarily redeeming at the time across uh, a number of non-telecom related uh, category merchants. Nice. And uh, so that's been, let's say, the, the, the history pre-Smiles. Smiles was launched in 2017. So mm. um, um, if you wish, I, I can take, take you beyond 717 unless you have uh, other questions on what was uh, the era pre-Smiles. Not at all. Smiles is absolutely the key topic now for today. Um, I do love the fact that, you know, it was launched. What I'm hearing as essentially, I suppose, a unique selling point. As you said, competition was launched in the UAE. So very much um, Etisalat or or E-And was was the first, the innovator. I think it was uh, four decades ago that that business was launched. But it was actually only quite recently then that um, another telecoms company was was launched as well. So am I right in understanding then, Antonio, that there was a need then, I guess, to focus from a differentiation perspective, more in, I suppose, giving extra reasons to be with, with Etisalat, I guess, um, as distinct from the, from the new entrance? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, at the beginning, there was more like, uh, uh, it, it was, you know, on the back of the competition being opened up here in the UE. More recently, if you look at the last five years, I think the, the process uh, 
was more looking at uh, how we can diversify, how can we become more relevant in moments of consumer lifestyle. So we know okay. that uh, okay. as a telecom organization, typically we tap into customer moments in different times of the day, but when it comes to customer ownership or owning the consumer, mm. um, there is an extra layer that needs to be added. And normally that comes by developing a certain platform, whether those platforms are a ride dealing platform or messaging platform or uh, marketplace platforms. Yeah. Uh, you need to have those on top of your, let's say, your, uh, your traditional uh, kind of proposition. And that, I think, was what uh, brought us to make that uh, initial step in 2017 when uh, we mm. introduced Miles as a, as a, as a, a standalone digital uh, asset uh, yeah. for a, for, uh, for consumers to enjoy the loyalty benefit as well as enjoying uh, a wealth of benefits under the marketplace front. Mm. And that was uh, uh, what, uh, what worked well on that particular uh, uh, step is that we, it allowed us to take away this concept of uh, long marathon that sometimes you know, members <laughs> of the loyalty programs have to run yeah. before they can, get, they can get to something, right? Sure, uh, sure, yes. yeah. Absolutely. And yes, absolutely. I know from my own background in telecommunications, Antonio, there is this um, expectation, as you mentioned already, about instant gratification. There is very little patience for the long marathon. So I think you're absolutely right. So so will you explain for our listeners then, Antonio, the smiles proposition as it is currently now? Here we are in the middle of 2022. Um, you've had a wonderful journey and there's definitely a couple of key highlights that I will want to understand in terms of getting to where we are now, but just exactly, you know, if I was literally to sign up today for the first time, what's available through the SMILES program? Yeah, so that it's been an interesting journey, as you said, and uh, in fact, I believe, you know, there's been a lot of evolution within the platform. What we consider ourselves now, we are more like a marketplace rather than a loyalty program. We're okay. still uh, very fond of the, our currency and we still make sure that our currency is... Uh, is, uh, can be used on any inventory item that we have on the platform. Mm-hmm. But we are a marketplace. We are uh, primarily into the everyday kind of needs of consumers. Mm-hmm. So initially we launched focus more on, uh, on uh, focusing more on, on the go needs of customers. So you might be going out and you'll be looking for uh, some deals or rewards when you are, for example, uh, dining out or when you're shopping out. However, more recently the evolution has, t- uh, has taken us through focusing more on the under percent online marketplace. So back okay. in the uh, beginning of last year, we had uh, our first category launch in that space, which was our food delivery. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year we acquired one online grocery platform, which uh, yeah. we're now working very closely with. And, uh, you know, and there'll be more in the future as well. Mm. And I'm right in understanding then, I think, Antonio, that El Grocer is the name of this, uh, again, a wonderful UAE success story of, you know, food delivery, as you said, grocery food delivery. So there's an earn and burn proposition there, is there? Or is it purely an earn proposition for for earning smiles points for, for shopping through El Grocer? There is an earn and burn, and this was launched just a couple of months uh, months ago. So just for the for the listeners, uh, yes. Yeah. You know, a transaction happened at the beginning of this, this year. Yeah. The first 100 days, you can say, were primarily focusing on uh, developing a lot of uh, synergies on the tactical front. Sure. However, now we made our very first step into a more deep uh, integration, which came, as you said, by 
mm. exposing the currency into the Elgrother platform mm-hmm. when it comes to both earning as well as redeeming. Mm. And the you know, very soon, you know, in Q3 and Q4, you will see, you know, more uh, steps into this, uh, yeah. into a deeper integration between the two, the two platforms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a clever move, Antonio, because as you said, you know, moving from being a telecoms service provider, which we all know is absolutely essential to our everyday life, but I don't think we give it much headspace. You know, it's it's a small part of our, you know, of our mind in terms of how we live our life, but obviously our groceries and how we live our life, you know, week to week, day to day. I think there's an opportunity to be much more present there. So building a a powerful, I would say, lifestyle proposition and would love to know, I suppose, just in terms of, you know, how many members uh, can you say you've got using Smiles program, uh, you know, as we stand in 2022? Yeah, sure. So we have uh, uh, more than uh, 3 million members who are listening to the app and, Mm. what has happened, Paula, in the you know, with this evolution that has happened over the over the years, is that um, we have you know, couple of metrics that we focus very closely is uh, mm. aside from the number of monthly active users, which is obviously very important. Yeah. We also look at uh, the time that uh, customers are coming on the app, spend on the app. Okay. And um, you know, as the, the the marketplace has been expanding and is being focusing more and more on the everyday kind of need of, for, for consumers, that mm. metric has, you know, very nicely yeah. improved. And that gives us an opportunity as we have uh, a multi-category marketplace, obviously, to do a lot of cross-pollination across uh, sure. the different categories. I mean, that's uh, heavy lifting for us, but we have a lot of uh, super powerful insights. We have yeah. customers spending time. So that's uh, definitely something yeah. that uh, can be achieved. Yes, definitely. And I've seen that you've, you know, certainly introduced a couple of the um, more innovative uh, loyalty tactics. Um, two of them that I, I always, of course, love to explore are personalization, which I think you launched your recommendation engine in 2019. And also I know gamification has been a core part of the platforms for a long time. So I'd love if you would share any insights around, you know, the obviously there is you know, a certain amount of complexity in uh, developing such sophisticated loyalty mechanics and tools. So can you share anything about the journey or the impact of those particular tactics? True, true. Yeah, I mean, definitely the path to personalization is never ending. and There is always <laughs> more and more that can be done. Yeah. Uh, we have a section on the on the on our app, which is called Deals for You. And this, when we launched it, it was uh, a business rule driven. So there was not much intelligence behind it. Okay. And uh, in 2019, as you said, we powered that particular, uh, you know, real estate on the app with, uh, with some intelligence by, mm. driven by certain models. Mm. And we saw that uh, the click-through and the purchases increased massively. I think the purchases, if I'm not mistaken, increased uh, 5x or even more wow. in, uh, the, the moment it became, uh, it became personalized. Gamification is also very powerful because uh, we all know that uh, apps are also at times used for uh, a bit of killing the time. So we, you, it's also yeah. sometimes uh, uh, what worked well for us is that uh, rather than, uh, let's say, pushing directly a consumer towards the transaction, sometimes it's good to give them uh, a, 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 an easier or softer slide into the app by maybe mm. adding some elements of gamification. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this definitely, as we all know, as being marketeers, these are two... Elements will work very well, which together with the 
being contextually relevant, which is also something that we are doing uh, at the moment and we want to do better and better and better, which is you know trying to be specific, uh, looking at the location of the customer and providing things which are relevant uh, mm. to her or to him at that particular moment in time at that particular venue, generate uh, recurring usage and more time spent on the app and that's all positive for the, for the ecosystem. Yeah, I'm interested in your location relevant piece because I know, again, you've got the data and uh, absolutely wonderful to be able to offer something that is completely relevant in the moment. Is there any example of, of how you're doing that that you can share with us? Yeah. yeah, so one of the challenges that we had is that obviously we, at the moment, we have uh, 4,000 plus partners into the into the ecosystem. Okay. We always have, a, you know, this number even, Earlier it was less, but still quite significant. We were, our approach at the beginning was more into trying to develop uh, some visibility at the counter of those merchants, right? Okay. So we were engaged in a number of conversations with the merchants to build that visibility. We're still doing that. However, that one you know, brings in uh, some good challenges. Sometimes you know, the merchants are not open to show any other brand into uh, to their properties or there are like, uh, yeah. there's a bit of a clutter. Yeah. So we thought that, you know, being in, uh, in 2020 and, you know, with digital, uh, we can leverage also on intelligence and make things in a little bit uh, different way. So we started, you know, unlocking uh, a lot of uh, uh, messages which are ge- geo-based. So whether it's uh, mm. notifi- uh, uh, these are notifications which are uh, based on a certain location or, or even we experimented on, uh, on beacons. We built a network on beacons. Okay. Certain uh, certain venues to be more specific, and we saw that that uh, obviously drove uh, uh, quite a lot of interest uh, to customer because uh, the moment, for example, you were walking into a specific mall, or you yeah. are walking into a specific mall, you get uh, uh, let's say uh, poked by by something which is relevant to yeah. which might be relevant because you are at a particular venue, and uh, obviously. In terms of uh, opening up notification, the results uh, were significantly better than just relying on uh, standard, uh, basic, uh, um, unsegmented or unpersonalized notifications. For sure. And can I ask, did you get any feedback or have you researched with your customers or or the members, Antonio? Because I, I always think it's such a fine line that we all want the benefits of personalization and yet people also talk about privacy. So it's a very fine balancing act to provide the benefits and also make the customer feel comfortable. Um, so yeah, just any experiences that you have in terms of how do the, the members themselves feel about it? Yeah, you're right. I mean, the, when we when we go, let's say there is this term. I don't know if uh, if you're familiar with of carpet bombing that you know you go <laughs> and you do this uh, mass market kind of approach. Yeah, maybe they, maybe gives you some results in the short term, but then you see the number of customers opting out. You know, shoots yeah. up uh, okay. quite massively. So there is definitely, and um, there are a lot of. Uh, insights and research is showing that uh, for uh, a large, you know, for a good number of uh, segments of customers, uh, they value a recommendation more, uh, they value a provider who is able to provide the recommendation, which is uh, contextually relevant, more than a provider who is just giving discount. So okay. for us, this is absolutely essential. So that's that's the learning. And uh, our, uh, our, so the feedback for the customer has always been you know, we are willing to listen as long as you give us something which is relevant. And uh, for us, it's very important because it's uh, 
it's a rich proposition. We have so many categories, uh, yeah. uh, spanning from entertainment uh, to travel, uh, to dining in, dining at home, and, uh, and more and more. Uh, and it, it, one of the challenges that we are having is that um, awareness of what we do is, uh, uh, can be improved. And mm. um, what is the right time of doing so? When is the right time of, uh, mm. uh, what, what is the right venue to let uh, you as a user uh, know mm. about something that we do on top of what you already know us doing for you, it's very vital. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased to hear that feedback in terms of that the consumer understands that there is a value exchange, that it's not simply, you know, that, uh, that Etisalat or E-and, of course, um, is wanting to, as you said, carpet bomb them. Um, and certainly when I was in the telecoms loyalty industry, Antonio, you know, there wasn't that level of savviness, I would say, that people were very clear that the, you know, that the data was being used of benefit. I don't think we had the technology to make it, you know, really be felt by the consumer at the moment in time. So the fact that your consumers are able to say there's absolutely no problem, they understand exactly what's in it for them and what's in it for you. I think that that's wonderful to hear. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a long journey, and I think it's a, uh, for us, we have a principle within the small drive of uh, getting 1% better every day, and that applies for sure to the personal, on, on personalization side. Yeah. Um, however, uh, you know, the concept of next best action is very well known in other, in other industries, so it uh, suits yeah. very well also the marketplaces like uh, Les Miles. Yeah. And I remember you used that term last time, Antonio. I love it. The Smiles Tribe. So tell us a bit about your Smiles Tribe. Yeah, no, with pleasure. Actually, I'm here on, on Derby Alpha. This is like, uh, it's a group of uh, very diverse people working uh, across different organizations. So it's not only EN, there are also other organizations working across geographies here in the UAE and abroad. So very diverse, however, very much uh, uh, similar when it comes to certain aspects of the DNA. And there is a very strong sense of belonging. Uh, ownership is uh, to the very high level. We mm. like to say that uh, we have uh, uh, leaders with no title within the tribe, which means that uh, no matter what your background is, you're very much welcome to come up with recommendations or ideas on strategic side, technology, nice. commercial. Yeah, and uh, so there is this uh, this good gel, and we have those principles uh, that we also share. I mm-hmm. spoke about getting one percent better every day. Yeah, we also uh, love to make data king and queen, <laughs> and uh, the ambition is to become insanely good with customers. And uh, everything that we do, we do it by dreaming big and yeah. starting small, not just to experiment and see where we really okay. need to put uh, more investment into. Yes, yeah. And I will definitely compliment your colleagues in terms of being insanely good. Um, I am an Etisalat customer and I have a wonderful uh, store nearby where I go anytime I have a question. And actually, it's just extraordinary. You know, I just know in 10 minutes, everything will be sorted and I'll be out the other side. So definitely want to acknowledge you for that as well. Thank you, Paula. And the credit to the, our retail team has done a good job. 
For sure, for sure. And the other piece that I think does come through as well, Antonio, across the whole business is um, what seems to be this philosophy of innovation. And I know last time we talked together, you mentioned something about a blockchain powered exchange um, to empower customers. So would love to learn a little bit about that. Is it still at the pilot stage or what are you doing with blockchain? Yeah, sure, sure. We it's not in the pilot stage anymore. Now it's uh, it's well okay. launched. So we had uh, a few insights that uh, brought us uh, to that uh, to that development. And on the consumer side, we we understood that um, there is a proliferation of loyalty programs that consumers are exposed to. What our intelligence tells us is that uh, between eight to ten uh, membership are in uh, with every consumer in the UAE, which is also lower than. Uh, some mm. of the developed market in the, in the West. Yeah. Even if it's lower, it's still, we can all uh, agree that it's, uh, it, it brings in a lot of inconvenience for consumers to manage all those, uh, all those memberships. Yeah. So that was one of the insights. The other insight that we had is that uh, while you might be appreciating the currency for a certain loyalty program, not necessarily you value it the same w- way throughout the year, throughout, you know, all your, uh, Mm. There are moments where you value a program more than others. Sure. And then also, as we spoke earlier, we know the consumer loves uh, instant. Uh, uh, they want to see the immediate result of whatever action they are taking. And yeah. finally, uh, they hate when their points expire. <laughs> so those, those, those were some of their, their, their insights on the, on the consumer front. And when it comes more to the, to the business side, to the loyalty manager side, we also know that uh, typically loyalty managers like to have simple integrations. They like to have a large range of uh, uh, partner network and also uh, uh, real-time uh, monitoring as well as seam- seamless kind of settlement, right? Rather than sure. going to those uh, tedious uh, uh, reconciliation, which uh, take, a, take a lot of time. So then uh, our... Uh, uh, technology teams within the tribe they came up with the idea of building this uh, reward exchange uh, pow- uh, powered by blockchain and by doing so we, we we managed to 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 let's say address some of those pain points because the mm. this platform basically allows you to instantly transfer from uh, program a to pro- program b okay and uh, you, it allows you to have uh, a sort of a loyalty wallet where you can track all your lo- loyalty uh, wallets uh, in one in one shop. Mm-hmm. Some people also refer to it as the Internet of Loyalty. And from uh, from the business side, allows you for uh, for uh, let's say settlement, which no require any any reconciliation. So there is a lot of uh, saving on the overhead side. Yeah, and uh, we launched it in twenty nineteen. Okay, that was our uh, our our initial step, and uh, I'm happy to say that we have been joined by some. Uh, uh, tier one uh, um, organizations operating here in uh, in the UAE. Mm-hmm. Just to mention a few, we have uh, Gems, which is uh, the largest schooling network here in the UAE. Yeah. With the, their Gems Rewards program, we have mm-hmm. Adnoc Rewards. Adnoc mm-hmm. is the largest uh, fuel distribution company here in the UAE. Yeah. We have uh, Shukran, which belongs to the Landmark Group, which is a large uh, regional uh, shopping conglomerate. Mm-hmm. We have Emirates Islamic Bank, which is a large uh, financial yeah. institution here in the UAE, mm. and there'll be more to come. 
Wow. Wow. Well, I always love when there's more to come, uh, Antonio. So um, literally my next and probably final question was, you know, what does the future hold for smiles? What I'm hearing is a lot of growth, a lot of ambition, a lot of innovation. But is there anything else that you can tell us is coming up or what what, what can we expect? Yeah, we definitely want to make our marketplace stronger and better and give more reasons, more avenues for our customers to use their points, uh, whether mm-hmm. it's uh, earning points or redeeming points on the platform. So we spoke earlier about grocery. There is definitely an, an exciting agenda when it comes to that particular space. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, there are like uh, two or three uh, themes that we are uh, heavily studying and we want to improve on. One, we spoke already about personalization. That's uh, it's a very, it's an imperative, obviously, these days to, yeah. to be relevant to consumers. Yeah. Conversation also is something that we are excited to study and want to see how we can bring the communication with the customers to be more like a two-way kind of communication rather than Lovely. being only, yeah. only one way. Yeah. Yes. And there are also other models, Paula, that we are we are studying. I mean, the, um, for example, on the group buying side, is something which has worked very well in certain, uh, you know, uh, other geographies. Mm. Not sure whether it will be relevant here in the UAE or not, but it's something that we are studying. Mm. We, we we find it interesting as a model. Mm-hmm. Uh, we our story has been very much a story of transformation in the last five years. Yeah, and uh, I think it will continue being like that also for the in the future. Yeah, yeah. And I do love that you look globally as well, Antonio. I know you're very aware of the O2 Priority Programme that I uh, led in the Irish market for many years. So certainly I think that appetite to be the best in the world and to understand the opportunities is um, is, is really wonderful to hear. So, so that's definitely all of my questions. Um, with all of those exciting ideas, I think the communication one is one obviously very close to my heart as somebody who, you know, spends my life communicating communicating about loyalty. So I will definitely hope that you'll come back and join us again um, in the future, maybe in 12 months or something to give us an update on what Smiles is doing. Uh, But is there anything else that you wanted to mention from your side, Antonio, before we finish up? Absolutely. Not just uh, thanking you for for the opportunity. uh, You know, I'm an avid listener of your podcast and it's always, you know, refreshing and a lot of insights and uh, it was uh, an honor and a pleasure to, to be part of it. Wonderful. Well, on that note, Antonio Ricciardi, Senior Vice President of Consumer Intelligence and Engagement at Etisalat. Thank you so much from Let's Talk Loyalty. Thank you. This show is sponsored by The Wise Marketeer, the world's most popular source of loyalty marketing news, insights and research. The Wise Marketeer also offers loyalty marketing training, through its Loyalty Academy, which has already certified over 245 executives in 27 countries as certified loyalty marketing professionals. For more information, check out thewisemarketeer.com and loyaltyacademy.org. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like us to send you the latest shows each week, simply sign up for the Let's Talk Loyalty newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and we'll send our best episodes straight to your inbox. 
And don't forget that you can follow Let's Talk Loyalty on any of your favorite podcast platforms. And of course, we'd love for you to share your feedback and reviews. Thanks again for supporting the show.